0: thomas how are you how are you doing
1: imogen how are you doing
0: i'm very very good thank you
1: thank you for uh, doing this
0: no that's absolutely fine i'm sorry i'm in my dark room i'm in my dark and dungy room so that there's less sound so <laughs> Oh,
1: that's all right that's all right listen i first of all in case i do forget at some stage i really thank you all right uh i think no,
0: that's okay
1: I think that's a fantastic thing to be able to share and give back, especially in these kind of uh, times with COVID-19. Obviously, I've done a little bit of research about you and I've been listening to some of your uh, videos uh, pretty good and and I understand why you are doing what you do, right? I I don't think that uh, any real estate agent would know or would even have the time to contemplate doing what you're doing. So there's going to be a lot of questions about how to do all of those topics that we have but still do list and sell, you know?
0: Yeah. I have a team of people that I work with, Thomas, and the hardest person for me to post for, even though my, you know, I wear a production house when it comes to content in many ways. Um, you know, I prov- we upload probably 300 posts to 500 posts a week, right? And right. the last person that struggles to put content on their brand, <laughs> me. Um, because I'm so busy, I'm always running on empty, and I never have any time. Right. And especially in a COVID nineteen environment, I've gone from a space where I was out doing presentations, so content became pretty easy because here's, here's me with Xplode to now doing what I'm doing today. So it's literally creating these moments where I say, you know, Thomas smile, <laughs> because that's going on my Instagram. Right. Um. So it's there is there is key strategies. For those people that say they don't have time or, you know, you've got to look at prospecting differently. You have to look at it differently. You have to look at social media differently. You know, a lot of my clients, it's the first thing they'll say to me, I don't have time, I don't have the energy, and I don't have the efficiency to do it in my business. And the first thing that I strip back to them is I say, well, you won't have any more business unless you accelerate your brand and an attraction brand and build that space. And the second thing is is if you look at social media differently, you will find time for it. So, for example, one of my clients sent me a message on Friday and it was quite hilarious because they were basically fighting with me the week before on how pointless LinkedIn was, that they never got them leads, that this was such a waste of time, like I should just delete it. And a developer wrote them a message saying, hi, my name is XYZ. I have had a look at your LinkedIn and your Facebook. I would like to speak to you about a conjunction agreement in regards to selling 50 units in your core area. And I, he sent me the message and he was just shocked because that photo, that one photo that we put up became a $50,000 photo in commission.
1: Now you got a client for life now.
0: <laughs> um. And, you know, when I get another message saying another $2 million appraisal off my Facebook, well, that's another $20,000 photo. Now, yes, you do. You can't just upload one photo and people call you. That's not how brand works. You don't get into work and, you know, every real estate agent gets taught to make calls in the morning and do 100 calls because Alexander Phillips does that, which I don't know how anyone gets up in the morning and does 100 calls. It's an admiration to you. But... Uh, You know, that's part of life. It's part of our business. If you don't make calls out, if you don't make time for strategies, if you don't build, you know, that that institution or that that thinking into your business, you'll never become an attraction agent and brand because you've got to think of it differently. You know, the way that every time you make a call, think there is one person out there sitting there waiting for me to help them. Right. Every time you upload a photo onto social media, that could be seen by one person in your marketplace interested in selling, which will drive them to call and no, no one's going to call you like the text messages you get asking people to call you are random, but no one is going to, you know, pick up the phone and say, Hey, I just saw your photo on Facebook and thought I'd reach out. Um, People don't really do that. You know, that's not how people engage or interact. They'll tend to just see something, follow you to your profile, find your number, make the call and ask you a question. Um, So you may not know that your brand where leads come from. And it's probably one of the first things that I do ask, like, you know, thank you so much for calling me and I'd love to assist you. Um, Could I ask where did you find my number? Or, you know, where did you find my contact details? And nine times out of 10, they'll say, oh, well, your client Matt Steinwayd gave it to me or your client Nick Pappas gave it to me. Um, and, you know, that's nine times out of 10. But then there's other people that say, well, I was listening to the Wiseberry podcast and I found what you said there was interesting or I was listening to what you did with Tom Panos and I really enjoyed that presentation. So if you look at marketing as multifaceted and enjoying the experience, you'll naturally become that real attraction model and brand. But structure is important as well.
1: Okay. Now, what, <laughs> now one, one, one more question here.
0: What, what if, I mean...
1: In my times, we understood that soul signs were number one. If you have mm. your soul signs, if you do your letterbox drops, well, you get called in. And social media has got one job to do, that is to get you to be called in. Mm. That doesn't mean you yeah. can win the listing, but get you called in. Do you know now where it's ranking between the three, between soul signs and letterbox drop on social media?
0: So my, my, my answer to that is marketing works in combination, not isolation. So there is no, (laughs) (laughs) there is no, um, you know, instant signboard that's going to get you a lead. There's not one social media post that's going to get you a lead, but you know, I've been in media, my background, I was formerly a broadcast newsreader and journalist. You know, I had the terrible voice, that's all from real estate, um, you know, and i (laughs) I got up every morning speaking that, but with that comes the love of media and 10 years of tertiary free, tertiary qualifications, university study into how media evolves and how it's changing and the social impacts on our economy and the way we engage as people. But fundamentally, one thing has never changed Thomas, which is how people consume information about you. Now, traditionally, we used to watch a TV screen Like that, you know, now we watch it on our mobile phones and we can choose what we want. So the key is understanding this term. It's called effective frequency, okay? So what is effective frequency in media and marketing? Great question, Thomas. Thanks for asking. No, (laughs) it is. Effective frequency is the amount of times that you need to be seen to be recognised as a brand. So let me talk you through this. This has been studied since the 1960s in traditional forms of media. It basically says you have to be seen seven times by someone to be identified as an individual or recognized. Now, keep in mind, the average Australian now sees anywhere between 5,000 to 11 ads a day. A lot. Yeah. You know, wow. a tremendous amount. Now, you have to be part of that to be recognized. But it doesn't matter if you're Coca Cola, you're Nike. Or you're the small business guy, you know, who's trying to put a sign out the front of his, you know, that's cutting keys or you're a real estate agent starting off or you're a real estate agent dominating your marketplace. It is about being seen and it's about that effective frequency, being seen as most as possible. And, you know, I had someone say to me, it's really funny who they came on as a new client And their comment was that everyone just kept on saying them, I just keep seeing you everywhere. Like I see you all over my Facebook. I see you all over my LinkedIn. Like it's almost annoying, (laughs) right? Yep. And it was a competitor that was actually saying that to that person, you know, like I just keep seeing you everywhere. And without missing a beat, two minutes, two months later, three months later, he just got naturally busier busier and busier and busier and busier and busier in his business. So, don't break marketing down into the signboard or the social media posts or that. Think about how can you actually be seen in your marketplace, what's going to get you seen more, and create consistency and continuity in that because you'll very quickly, <laughs> you know, people want results in instant gratification. I get that. You know, if I spend $100 on Facebook, where's my lead? Not how that works in marketing. Do something for three months at a minimum. Make sure that you've got that process in place for three months. You don't pick up your first call when you make out a prospecting call and say, oh, hey, um, you know, um, yeah, uh, did you want to sell your home? Oh, fantastic. I'll just pop over. That doesn't happen. And it doesn't happen like that in marketing or social media. You have to create that consistency. So if you're going to commit yourself to social media, focus on this, the number one is a story a day keeps in me away, right? Oh, that's <laughs> is good. what I say to my my clients. So social media, you now have two ways of posting. You can post in the little round circle at the top or you can post in your newsfeed. Focus on posting between two to three times a week in your newsfeed and up between one to six times in your stories. And write this down, a story a day keeps in me away. Good line. And, it.
1: We'll record it, all record
0: um and then fundamentally do an assessment every three months and and start to have a look at where you're fueling attraction in your business where you think your leads are coming from don't be afraid to ask people you know where did you see me or you know could I ask who I recommended I love giving people a gift card if they've recommended me you know encourage people to use your name encourage people um and really, Understand the power, Thomas, of somebody else saying you're great. Understand the power of social proof in this world online and understand the rationing that when people are going through one of the most stressful times of their life, which is selling their home, they want to work with an agent who is experienced. In fact, if you do have a pen and paper and you are writing this down, The first thing that people look for in an agent is, can I trust you? That is the first question they ask themselves. So how have you built trust within your business? Is it online reviews? Have you got people to rave about you? Do you have testimonials in your listing presentations? Do you have testimonials in your pre-list kits? Do you make sure that you have testimonial videos? Are you using online sort sites and portals like Rate My Agent or realestate.com.au? And make sure you have a review within three months because trust in our industry is a major issue. And I hate saying that, but it is. It is. Real estate agents have always been, you know, sales calm and we, we we constantly rank high in those. The second thing is understanding that, the, that a, a person who is selling their home wants the best price. Pro- fundamentally, they want the best process, the Absolutely. easiest process and the best price. Don't always assume it is the best price. Your first question in any listing presentation should be, what is most important to to you during this process to ensure I get it right? But nine times out of 10, they'll say prize. (laughs) And in that, understand that the way that they will formulate that opinion is two ways. Firstly, they'll try and qualify your negotiation skills because in their mind, that's how that's going to get them their best price. So again, are you illustrating that through your marketing? Are you showcasing that you are that person with those key skill sets to dominate Not only the transactional process, but negotiate the highest price. Are you proving that in your results-based marketing? And lastly, your experience and credibility. So, you know, some agents have, you know, 30 years experience, but right, you know, have when you do a digital health check online, one site says they've got 26, another says they've got 22 because their brand's out of date and not current. But how can you build experience and credibility in your brand? Now, for my young gun agent sitting out there and saying, well, I can't walk into someone's home and say I have 30 years' experience, use stories to sell that experience. Talk about how you've helped people and how you've gone above and beyond or even better yet, go and get those people who are talking about that about you. Go and film those people. The power of video testimonials is real so that when people research you, you do go above and beyond to beat those with a higher, higher skill set in experience.
1: Yep. I like it. <laughs> now, when you talked about the negotiation skill, though, this is the uh, question I have asked quite often, and, and still um, the public doesn't really see it. How can you really believe in someone's negotiation skill if they reduce their fees?
0: Yeah. Um, it's an interesting question and look, it's one of, um, I guess one of my clients are quite passionate about this because if you break the real estate transaction process down, the hours that you spend assisting the client and the six weeks of nurturing, if you break, um, that down, your commission fee can be as low as $30 an hour, even if it's $20,000 for the month, you know? Um, so it is very hard in a competitive marketplace and one of the biggest questions, you know, um, if any client comes on into me helping them coach them and, and grow their business and their brand, one of the hardest questions I ask them is what makes you lose a listing? <laughs> and I employ you to ask yourself that because a lot of the time it will be, A, I didn't connect with the person, B, my competitor's fee. So you are always going to have people that are hungry and desperate for the business. And if a vendor is sitting there in their room and they've been told, yes, but I'll do this for 1.6, but this other person will do it for 2%, you have to really resolve as if that is a client that you want because, trust me, I've cut my fee in business um, and they end up being my worst clients. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was going and to, they want to stick around because yeah. you've given them a good fee yeah they most
1: most of the problems come from those people who started as a problem right this this is a question I want to ask you though you know it, when, when you're talking about uh earn reviews earlier mm-hmm. uh, is that then possible to uh, put on social media? The fact that some of your competitors are saying that uh, they sell more or they're more experienced, but then really you demonstrate that they, in terms of negotiation, they are doing 2% here, 1.8% here, 2.3% here, or is that a no-no of social media?
0: Look, I wouldn't start talking about commission in your social media. And, and the reason fundamentally, Thomas, that I'll say that is because people, you know, the term commission breath, my dear friend Tom Panos uses all the time, and I'm, happy birthday to Tom for yesterday, Um, is you have to understand that people who are moving home, there's so many reasons how they're going to qualify you and your commission shouldn't really be that perspective. Break it down first that, you know, trust. And I'll often say to people, look, I'm not the cheapest media coach that you're going to get or real estate coach, but have a look at my online reviews and have a look at my results because, There's no point in spending $300 less and getting half the the results and experience. But I will be very, very clear in that, in saying, you know, you go onto my LinkedIn, you go onto my Google business, you go onto my Facebook. Like, I am always asking my clients to write reviews about me and say, look, you know, obviously we've got this result. Would you be willing to write this? The key is asking fundamentally um, the second thing is with reviews, um, there's nothing really more powerful than a video testimonial. And I'll be really honest with this, Thomas, I have to be careful that I don't put out too many reviews because otherwise I get too many calls and I can't keep up with the frequency. Um, that's but when, that's when your people.
1: value goes up. That's
0: when <laughs> that's right.
1: price goes up, negotiation.
0: <laughs> that's right. Um, but if you are sitting in front of someone... And you want to get a review for them, you can shape that conversation. So the biggest problem that agents have is they walk into someone's living room and they say, would you write me a review? And that person will say yes. So then they walk off and they go and send them an email. Well, nine times out of 10, that email that you have is going to somebody's personal email account, which is filled with junk and spam because we have to sign up to here, there and everywhere just to be able to buy a pair of underpants today. So you're gonna be funneled into this mixed, you know, sack of, you know, write me a review and five, five days later, it's forgotten. Um, so I wanna be really clear on your process around asking for reviews. And your process for asking for reviews should always be call them first and condition them. So, you know, hi, it's Amy Callister calling. I just wanted to thank you so much during, you know, to help you during what has been obviously quite a difficult situation with you moving home. And I'm so thankful that I get to help you. I got to help you through that process. And I just wanted to, you know, I pride myself on my customer service. I just wanted to check that you're happy with the results. or you'll know that conversation will be probably a little bit more fluid. And then you'll say, look, a lot of people actually qualify their opinion of me or before choosing me as an agent, they look at reviews online. And then they'll say, oh, okay, yeah, no problem. I got no problem giving you a review. But you don't stop there because this is where agents stop and then they just whack them a review. Then you say, well, look, there's a number of different portals because, you know, everyone's online and digital now. So did you have a Gmail address? No, I didn't. Well, don't then send them a Google review. Did you have a realestate.com.au account or um, are you willing to give your mobile for realestate.com? It's a really easy process. That's all you got to do. Yeah, no problem. You know, no, I don't like realestate.com. They're not a great stuff. Don't send them a realestate.com to review. Would you do it online for Rate My Agent? Well, then send them that and only send them two, right? Because if you try and send them all these without qualifying them, sometimes you'll end up with nothing because of that results. And lastly, you can ask them for a video testimonial out of all of that if you're standing in front of them. But where, again, agents go wrong is they pick up their camera, they get the vendor looking right down the barrel and go, tell me how great I am. (laughs) And the vendor goes, "Um, um, the experience was (laughs) really good. Um, I think Thomas is a really nice person. And you end up with what feels artificial, fake, not yeah. right, fake. So go home tonight and watch the news. Okay. And when you watch the news, you'll realize nobody talks down the barrel of the camera. You watch Big Brother, nobody talks down the barrel of the camera unless they're talking to Big Brother, right? So watch the it, people, it's what's called traverse and camera skills. People, this is like, and obviously you can see me now, Thomas, but people listening to this podcast, don't look down the barrel of the camera. Centre yourself off camera. So it's almost like a triangle. So you're looking at the triangle and that point then points back to them. And what they'll be looking off camera and ask them questions. Come up with three questions that you're going to ask them. So you could say, you know, did my sales process exceed your expectations? And you can always repeat the question back, you know. What are they going to spit out? oh, you know, Thomas' sales process totally exceeded my expectations and he got a fantastic result. Were you pleased with not only the way that we managed the sale of the property, but also the price we achieved well over expected reserve? What are they going to spit out? Exactly the words you've given them. Would you say I'm the most trustworthy agent? Yes, I would. Then don't be afraid to go, that was really good. Do you mind if we do it again? Because... Ask them the same, don't ask them new questions, ask them the same questions again and pre-frame that. Because when I was a journalist, my job was to create headlines and create news and I had an angle and a story I wanted to portray. Every journalist does. So I would ask them the same questions until I got them to answer the way I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) And it's the same when you're standing in front of them. Um, and you keep, you keep fundamentally asked that and you'll end up with a really great strong review, not with someone looking down the barrel of the camera awkwardly, but feeling authentic and grateful for the process that you've um, put them through.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I actually ask our people to go further and share with you to probably do that at the point of unconditional exchange. Because mm. both parties are very happy at that point in time. And people tend to forgive and forget a lot of things at that point in time. The second thing is you turn up and congratulate them with a bottle of champagne. So everyone's got a bit of bubbly before the video starts. And it's always funny. And, and I agree with you. We should not just take have one take. I, I, I believe in let the camera roll and re-ask that question if you have to. you know. And yes, and- feed it.
0: And don't be afraid to then break that review up, you know, come up with something quirky, name me in one word, get that review, blend it together. (laughs) There's so many different editing technologies out there now, you know, how would you describe Thomas in one word? And people will come up with creative, wonderful, and weird things about you, but make, make people laugh, make people inspire on social media. Um, And the more creative you get, the better results you're going to get. But with online reviews now, they are powerful, but there is nothing more powerful than what someone's saying, you know, via video testimonial. Yeah. And trust me, this is a hard stat. You know, real estate portals or, you know, the, the major players in Australia constantly breach on about how many times people are on their site. And, you know, I think realestate.com.au and domain have both had record months. Um, in the last couple of months with everyone in isolation because we're, we are a nation obsessed with property. One of the highest performing shows that we have is The Block and House Rules and people really are obsessed with real estate in our country, which leaves you so much opportunity to maximise and grow your brand. Just get really creative with yeah. it.
1: I know we're going a little bit everywhere, right, yeah. but I think that you know, you have a lot of it. There's a lot of information uh, about Sorry, what Thomas, you're doing already.
0: Sorry, Thomas, just one already. second. Sorry, I'll just get you to ask that question again. My yeah. gardeners have just decided to come over. <laughs>
1: That's right. Sorry, go. That's right. I mean, I, I know that there's quite a, a bit of information already uh, available about what you're doing. And so I know we're going a little bit everywhere, but maybe that will be something that would show that we're a little bit more in the moment. Someone has asked me to ask you, uh, when is the best time to post on social media, such as, for example, Facebook or Insta? Is there a better time? (laughs) Um,
0: Look, I used to get really obsessed with that because obviously I want the maximum results for my clients. Peak times would probably include in the morning and the evening or when people are on transport. Um, But... If the content's good, it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, people, if you think about your own behaviour and when you're on your mobile phone, it's pretty much constantly now. Um, you know, we're on social media when we're watching TV at home, so I would probably say late at night is a great time to post. Um, but try not to get too obsessed with it because there really is no method to that madness and people are consuming so much social media these days. No, don't stress too much about yeah. the timing.
1: And so, when you talk about content, what uh, I, I know that you hate the just sold and and just listed, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, you can do just listed and just sold content, um, but the problem is we do it all the time. Yeah. Um, and we what we end up with is just listed just sold, list, just sold, just listed just sold, just listed just sold, and people kind of go well, boring. Like I'm not on there. So you. Have to have different values of content and maybe, Thomas, that's a whole separate podcast, but you have to look at what value you can provide people on Instagram, like what's the biggest mistake people make when moving properties, um, the top tips for styling, um, how to clean your oven, <laughs> did you know how buyers look in your oven? Really get quirky, weird and oh, wonderful. Really? Then share your results, share your video testimonials, then share people. um, you know, raving about how great you are or a smiling signboard shot, doing something weird and wonderful, you know, and start to have a look at different kind of pillars of content in your brand, which is a really deep topic. And maybe we can maybe do another podcast around that because I'm sure um, people are probably um, getting sick of hearing my voice. But, um, I mean, you, you but talk
1: very highly about in-the-moment content.
0: Yeah, so in-the-moment content – um is stories so if you have a think about how we've consumed media in the last two years it's really changed so our thumbs used to just literally go in a motion of that and in fact we became on this highway environment where we're just scrolling up scrolling up scrolling up and facebook actually went into crisis they for the very first time were beginning to lose engagement um, and consumership on their platform so last year, Mark Zuckerberg took to the stage and he talked on a couple of things. He talked on interoperability, reducing permanence in his platforms and increase in security and encryption. What the hell does that mean? It means what we are going to do is reduce, reduce the amount of time that people are on, you know, that their posts stay because there's two reasons why people don't post. One, they care about too much the way they look. And two, that it'll come back and bite them at a later date. Um, so what Mark Zuckerberg did was get rid of that problem by producing content that only lasted 24 hours. And if you look at your own behaviour, you will sit more in stories than you do on, in the news feed and you'll get higher engagement reactions and conversations from them.
1: So as a real estate agent, in the moment content, what would that be?
0: Well, just plan your daily life. Show your daily life. You Say know, goodbye that to be. your
1: children when you go to work is that <laughs> a, in
0: the moment content? Um, so Drew Davies um, is probably Australia's most followed real estate agent on Instagram. Where in the moment content probably has the highest fueling and channels. So go and follow Drew, or you can listen to my own podcast that I did with Drew. Drew does a great job of balancing what is his life and his family, Um, his very cute children that I must admit are just adorable, but, you know, from his kids getting up in the morning talking about the garbage trucks to then Drew starting his day with his first appraisal to then someone saying how great Drew is, then to, you know, visiting a local cafe, then to back into listing and selling and then at home with his family again. You've got to remember there's a reason why Big Brother exists and the shows come back on our TV screens. It's because we're a bunch of creeps and we like watching other people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but or or, 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 that you, is or you play
1: with a monkey on TikTok. <laughs>
0: That's right. Um, well, Drew, um, I love Drew. He's such a good client. He's such a good human. Um, he was one of the first people to get on TikTok And I remember I did an interview and somebody asked me, oh, you know, is TikTok um, any relevant for an agent's brand? And I went on to say, well, I don't believe so. At this stage, it seems to be, you know, more of a video platform and and a younger generation. And then Drew decided to go off the next day and get like 8 million views on one of his videos. And I was like, so I had to backtrack on that. (laughs) Any platform is good, as long as you can get the eyeballs on it.
1: Right, so. Apparently, TikTok is uh, Chinese, though.
0: Yeah. Um, so fundamentally, um, TikTok is moving rapidly. The fastest growing platforms in Australia currently are Snapchat and TikTok. And that's because of the millennials coming through. Um, it's the same if anyone's out there that's part of my generation when we used to use like MSN to hide from our parents. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we had the dial-up internet, we used to log on and... MSN and news words and cryptics that our parents couldn't understand you know be right back um BRB it's the same sort of world for um younger generation now that's just TikTok and Snapchat which is allowing them to be more creative the hard thing about those platforms is it's hard to be creative you know (laughs) it's hard to be creative so don't get too caught up in it now just remember that social media is not an environment to sell, you know, and I really mean that the other day I put up a photo of a client because he'd been growing his chilies at home. And I said, show, share the story of your chilies. It gives you personality. And he got a $4 million appraisal off that. So more personality, the more human, less agent, more human. Don't post about, you know, House prices and market updates, that's one piece of content in a monthly content plan. Yeah. Don't People are not there to sit on social media and be bored. Entertain and inspire them. Step outside your box. Um, become creative. And one of my clients, Stu Bourne, um, has just had massive success with that. Um, he showed people how to do the pillow chop when styling a home and he just goes in and chops pillows that makes it look good. People loved it. Um, He recently stood in an apron and told everyone how he was going to clean an oven until he realized that his oven was self-cleaning and didn't have to clean it. So then walked off camera and people love that content and people engage with that content and it makes people laugh. And then when people watch that content, they go onto his Instagram profile and also realize he's a really world-class agent.
1: I have a good uh, question here, uh, not necessarily millennials, but somebody asked me, how do you target market? to different age demographics or social economic classes? Uh,
0: through still be Facebook. Relevant. So, I mean, the wonderful thing about Facebook is you can become so highly targeted into the market you want to move. You can target people if you're pregnant, if you want to. So go home today, um, go and have a look on your Instagram, jump into your settings, and have a look at the own ads that you are consuming it's what's called remarketing. Okay. So remarketing is where someone consumes with your content. And then a couple of days later, or the next 24 hours, an ad pops up and you're like, wow, they must be listening to what I'm saying. No, they're not. <laughs> it's because we Facebook has the ability to capture your details and serve you relevant content. It's an algorithm. Nobody's newsfeed is the same as anybody else's in the world. It's all based on what you consume and the information you consume. So it's a little bit complicated, And, and um, but what I use is Ads Manager through Facebook. Ads um, Manager. Yep. And I not only use my client's databases to serve ads um, to people interested in property, but I will use core demographics like buying a house, listing and selling real estate, um, Maybe even I can serve an ad to somebody who's over 70 that may be looking at downsizing, like downsizing the three things you need to know. Um, And I serve that to people over 70. Um, There's so much stuff you can do. But don't get too overwhelmed in that because you can spend a lot of time fluff marketing with no results, focus on creating consistency and continuity in your business setting yourself KPIs and targets. I'm going to post twice a week. I'm going to post every day in my stories and I'm going to distribute that content everywhere. I'm going to distribute that content on my LinkedIn, on my Facebook, on my Instagram, on my Google business, everywhere. And you know, then look at setting a budget every month for how much you can spend. So a healthy budget is anywhere between $405,000.
1: That's for the individual.
0: Spending. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What about a um, business? Uh, look, I, when people ask me this question, how much money I should spend on ads, I say, how much money do you have? Um, (laughs) the more money you spend, the better it's going to be. Um, but you know, try not to put $10 boosts behind things because it's kind of a great way for Facebook to take your money. Workshopping on getting the content really good. And a reminder, the content that you think is good, like the smiling signboard and that sort of thing. Like just remember, nobody wants to see that. They want to see entertainment, information and value. So focus what you think you might not boost, which you'd be like, oh, it's just a photo of me. Maybe focus on boosting that step outside your boundaries. Um, And remember if content starts running well and it's starting to serve well, look how many times it's reaching an audience, put more money behind that than anything else. And, you know, set a good 50 to $200 budget because you can still get results with $50, but, you know, it's a, it, remember $10 is $5 is like a cup of coffee. It's not going to go far.
1: So if, if I was a brand new person now um, trying to really brand myself, what would be the vehicles that you would say I should use and then focus my attention uh, Facebook, obviously, is one of them. I hear, I hear from your talks that like Google uh, is very big for you to work. But so we you have, have two
0: types. We
1: don't have the time sorry, to you- use everything, though. That's a problem.
0: Well, you have two types of brands as an agent. You have what's called your passive brand, and then you have what's called an active brand. So your passive brand is what people can find out about you on Google. So the very first thing mm-hmm. you should do is start to type your name into Google and work on what people can find. You know, Even my top performers, I type their name into Google and (laughs) stuff that just shouldn't be on there. Um, That is the place that you have to start. And then workshop everything that you can for free. So understanding that getting a LinkedIn profile and sharing content on there is actually free. Getting an Instagram profile and sharing content on there is actually free. But try and set a a healthy budget for you to boost and market yourself because 97% of all Facebook's revenue comes through advertising. Advertising, That's how Facebook makes its money. That's how realestate.com.au make money. That's how every digital company makes money by asking for you to pay for ads or putting ads on their platform. So start off with the free, get your brand really refined and you know, if you get really stuck, look for advice. It's okay if you say, I, I just need someone to guide me in the right direction. You know, I do a lot of one-on-one coaching sessions with clients because, um, you know, I can't do complete brand management for every agent out there, but I have a hundred clients that call me every month. I check in, I do an hour session with them and we workshop their digital growth plan for the next couple of months, you know, for the next month, what they're going to work on what content they're going to produce, how many calls they're going to do. We set targets and make sure the next session we check in that we've met them or what's causing them to fail. Because remember, you can set a target and it's really important because as a real estate agent, people say, I wouldn't be a million-dollar agent. Got to set a target first. Small wins create big results. If you don't have those small wins and action action day plans, you know, I use tools like Monday or Trello um, to ensure my team achieve results or that we're growing every week or, you know, it's got to be the same as you. Like how many calls do you want to make a day? People say 100. Well, that's often hard for a lot of agents to achieve. So maybe make it 40 connections and make sure you achieve it. And you're going to fall off the bandwagon. Some days are going to be crap. But make up for it the next day and make 60 connections. You know, same with your social media. Put out three posts a week, posting your stories every day. Oh, fell off the bag. And that week, bring it back. Work on what you ideally want to achieve. Because I'm telling you, there is not one agent that I have worked with that is a successful. And I have so much humility in in that I get to wake up and work with a lot of those people and that they trust me with their business. But I can tell you every single one of them has that system and structure to get results. Because otherwise, you don't know what success looks like.
1: So any agents who's really wanting to work with you right now, how much would that cost them to work with you?
0: <laughs> oh, look, I do I do lots of different packages because one doesn't really suit all. So a digital health check-in every month is $495. That's yep. my starting package that I work with agents every month. Um, so, so when know, you do Sunday, the
1: digital check, what do you do? You you just see so whether it, their reviews are right and and whether their names come up on, on some of these
0: every agent's different you know one size doesn't sit all so it's an hour session with me i do a digital health check prior to the session and show the agent where they're currently you know falling down a bit um my last one i found a photo of an agent in a bra which was pretty funny (laughs) um um, top rider too pretty funny um didn't know that he was tagged in a facebook post pretty great um But I have a look at what's serving and then I say, okay, well, this is what we're going to work on for the next month and this is the right and I'll give them the tools and the systems to do that. Um, I then have agents that are on my complete brand management, which is all the way up to $3,600 a month where we work every day in me and their business, overhauling their systems, working on their brand, producing content. Um, Matt Steinway, Broccoli obviously reports to me and we produce content every day. Nick Pappas is another incredible um, agent, number one in the Century 20 global network actually across the world. Um, And we work every week on creating great content to the brand, coming up with creative marketing concepts and ensuring the team is working in harmony. Um, But So there's a range of packages that I work with agents. I also have a great team of media professionals around me. Um, So whether it's my designer or my assistant or, you know, my video editor or my film crews, my drone drivers, whatever it is that can help agents achieve marketing goals um, that I can help agents tap into.
1: So would you say now then a, a good agent should really have a, a, a someone to work their social media now before they have even a personal assistant or a, a, an assistant to prospect for them?
0: I mean, every business is different, and it depends on the organisational structure of an agent. Um but, you know, you've got to understand that unfortunately in real estate, you apply for a job every... It's a really unique thing, you know. You are every day applying for a job with someone. Not many industries do that. Um, you're, if you're lucky to sell someone's home twice in your career, you're doing pretty well, right? Um, because we are constantly applying for your job. So setting that personal advertising budget And working with people that are helping you going to maximise your personal brand, remember you are a brand, that is always going to have higher success than someone that's going to deliver you coffee in the morning Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or print you out a sheet. Um, But I will also, you know, employ people to please do their research on digital marketers. Um, And, Thomas, I will share a story. Please be conscious that digital marketers are everywhere across the Philippines and in different areas of the world, um, which, you know, a lot of them are great, but they're hungry and you'll get all these LinkedIn messages and you will and they'll promise you that they can give you followers and that you can get all this and that and half of it's crap, okay? So do your research and please don't reply to them, okay? Because I've had a client recently had someone send them several messages on their Facebook about doing ads. And the guy was just in a pissed off mood and had a cracker of one of those days when you lose the listing and if that, your sale falls over, we've all been there, we all get that. And he decided to have a crack at this guy and told him to nick off, right? And this guy just absolutely went next level on him and told him he was gonna write bad reviews all about his brand. And just remember online, it's better to say nothing, walk away, don't engage, be calm, you know, don't don't let anybody like that. And, and, and do do your results and your research because there are a lot of people out there that will promise you followers, promise you Facebook ads, but not have, have any fundamental criteria that will help you win more leads and listings into your business.
1: That's a tough thing sometimes to do because, I mean, I, I prime myself uh, as CEO of Wisebury that I always call back everyone to handle any complaint that comes to head office. So I do this. But then on LinkedIn, when they send me a message, now I'm going, <laughs> hold on, do I go against what my values are, which is get back to them as fast as you can and talk to them about what they need to, to know. But then I realize now, I, I receive at least two or three times a week now of people saying thanks for connecting and now I would like to do this for you.
0: And you know, I um You'll know, like with spammers, you'll know if there are spammers. Like I always, if people connect with me, I'll always thank them and thanks for connecting and look forward to working with you. But there will be those. And Imagina, are you looking for a brighter lead and blah, blah. You know, it's like, you know, as a sales agent, you don't need to say to someone, are you selling your home? Like if you need to ask someone that question, <laughs> workshop your this questions you're using to qualify because you should never have to ask that question. You should be so in tune into what people are saying. It's the same with digital. Like if they're asking that question, don't be a part of it because really you need someone that's going to coach you from an overall perspective of your brand and look at many different elements, not just Instagram and Facebook. Look at the whole sphere and surface And just, again, be really conscious that with real estate, um, we are a nation obsessed with real estate and we've got a lot of different portals and um, sites out there and they all run ads and all these different, you know, remarketing products and products that they serve you by these big companies and they all drive traffic back to that site, (laughs) not your own brand to that website. So you're fundamentally helping them grow their audience, not your brand. So make sure any products that you buy is driving traffic back to your brand and is helping you build your audience and your database and your contact list, not large property portals.
1: Okay, but now here's another question then. (laughs) You have have a, a business that runs, let's say, uh, four or five real estate agents. The yes. business is going on, well, I'm going to build my own business in Gorakan. Mm-hmm. But then they have their people running not ABC real estate in Gorakan, but now it's going to be John Smith, Gorakan real estate, right? Mm. It's a little bit difficult for uh, a business owner to say, hold on, I employ you, you're really talking about clients that while you work in here, why do you put that on something that is almost your own kind of branding, not the office?
0: That's a loaded question, Thomas. <laughs> um,
1: you tell me what you can.
0: I, look, I'm going to answer it really honestly. People, when you walk into their home, don't say hello, Wiseberry. They say hello, John, blah, 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 blah. That's correct. And in this environment that we live in, um, people fundamentally, the the brand will always support you and nurture you in your conversations. And there, I've been in this industry for years, okay? (laughs) And I have watched some of the Most iconic people in real estate tell me nobody sees what you want to eat and who you're on the weekend on your Facebook. Well, yeah, they do. That's changed, hasn't it? Um, And the reality is is you social media allows someone to become a personal brand and you can spend your life fighting that and saying, I don't want you to be this personal brand. You've got to have X, Y, Z behind it to meet our marketing requirements and all those kind of things but in the true words of Seth Godin who's one of the world's best marketers in a crowded marketplace fitting in is failure and a busy marketplace not standing out is the same as being invisible wow. Wow. so let your clients let your agents stand out let them challenge themselves let them be those identities and nurture and become an attraction based principle and growth business by nurturing supporting and understanding that you cannot change the way that people are consuming media Right. But you can support, encourage, and grow your staff um, to want to work with you and to want to be with you and support and nurture the Wisebury brand or whichever brand you're working for. Because I do understand that it's difficult, especially when you grow people and you want to set marketing guidelines and have everything. But my biggest advice is if they're winning you listings, you're making money and so are they.
1: So, but to, to finish with that question, though, is... Um how does it affect then your SEO? And that person was also asking, I mean, does um, Google SEO actually work? Is it worth spending money? I mean, this is two questions in no. one.
0: Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So you've got two kinds of, um, so what's there's search engine for those out there. There's search engine optimization. So that's optimizing your pages, your name to serve and rank highly on Google. Um, There are over 200 different factors when I visit my Google account manager that serve into any algorithm. And everybody's search is different. You've also got search engine marketing. Um, Now, search engine marketing is where you pay Google and say, Google, rank my name highly and rank my ad highly. So to answer your question... You will spend a lot of money on that because you are will be competing against every single real estate agency out there. You'll be competing against property portals like Domain and realestate.com.au who are desperate for your click. You'll be competing against sites like Rate My Agent or Homely who are all in this bidding war to have the name real estate agent and that suburb pop up. Because that then drives traffic to their brand and how they qualify ad spend is through how many people sit on their page and how long they sit on it because that then allows them to serve media spend and buy ads. For you as a small business, the only thing that you can work on really is ensuring that your Google business is well equipped and formulated, that you are posting into your Google business Um, And if you are an office that is stuck on Google Business, you know, I've helped people go from two really bad reviews on Google Business to now absolutely winning over their marketplace with 318 reviews on their Google Business and it's geared really positively. And now if you type in real estate agent in that area, they serve first in the map. But focus less on, on spending money and getting my name serving because unfortunately with the competitive environment in, you are wasting a lot of time and energy on that. And remember, those property portals and sites are mega million dollar companies, um, some of the highest on our Australian stock list. And you as a small business with love, your $50 click ain't going to go far compared to theirs. Right. With love.
1: Yeah. Now, this is more a question, a personal question of
0: mine.
1: <laughs> You're talking about private life I, and I'm, I'm quite private when my friends come to my place on the weekend or when I have things to do on the weekend, I, yeah. I actually do not allow them to videotape or take anything and post mm-hmm. it. So, <laughs> yeah. so listening to you, I'm, I'm now, I can see it from doing the research that, yes, people do actually want the uh, big brother kind of thing, but on the other hand, what about um, jealousy or when people see your lifestyle or when they see what you do and can that backfire on what you do with your clients, for example?
0: So you're human first and your agent second on social media. I would implore you to write those words down and make sure that you are that. Nobody wants to follow a brand. They want to follow a person. Thomas, if I upload a photo of my husband onto my own Instagram, it gets the most amount of likes, shares, interest, engagement, comments ever. And it's all because, you know, I don't particularly love saying here's my nuts and bolts. Like I'm a human. I, I have bad days. I have sad days. I've, you know, you go through personal grief, but I truly believe sometimes me sharing that side of my audience and following and saying, you know, you don't want to go over the top but, you know, I talk about women in business and the six ingredients overcoming challenges or, you know, fundamentally just the pain of having to wear heels, you know. (laughs) People sympathise with their own sort of thing. It is hard and, look, I've had people make comments about some of my clients and you shouldn't share your children on social media and that's your own personal opinion and your preference and that's not probably something for me to critique on but if you try to become a person that's artificial is all about business spamming your audience with content around listing and selling property nobody's going to connect with you People want to connect with real, authentic beings. And, in fact, if your photo doesn't have a human in it, don't share it because nobody wants to see a photo of a property on social media. Stand in the photo and see the difference in, in engagement. Um, you have to remember Facebook has one mission, to connect people. So that's its goal. That will always be its goal and make money. But I thought it was controlling um, the
1: world, but uh, all right, go next, um, okay.
0: That, that That is its goal, That is its mission. That's fundamentally Mark Zuckerberg's mission.
1: When he was at um, uni? And then yes. he changed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. And you, you if you just have a look at a look at your own behavior on social and what you react to and what you enjoy, then it's okay to be different. It's okay to be um, you know, step outside the box of fundamentally what you thought is okay or showing that side of you as an agent. Now, I will touch on the last sentence that you said there around luxury lifestyle and branding. Research shows that you driving around in fancy cars, rocking around with your commission breath, showing off your luxury lifestyle, people aren't a huge fan of. And I'll tell you why people see that as Instagram branding because that pretty world does exist. But, you know, you've got to look at those key influences in those spaces and they would include someone like Drew Davies or Gavin Rubenstein. They work in prestige markets in the most expensive suburbs in Sydney and them rocking around in a $12 million Lamborghini and Range Rover and car probably appeals to that marketplace. Personally, I like seeing it, but that's not going to work for me if I live in Blackdown or Penrith or out in their suburbs. In fact, people won't like that type of marketing and be very careful on the whole, I'm the biggest success person ever because that should be get passionate about what you do, show that you care and that will change the way that people see you.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Now, you spoke earlier about being love and customer service as one of the points. Right, and, and you were talking yeah. about you have to make sure that you get back to them ASAP. What is the time to get back to people?
0: Five minutes. <laughs> okay. so, people go, when I say that, they're like, what? So research shows if you get back to people under three minutes, they believe it's a robot. If you get back to them over five minutes, they're already inconvenienced, which is hard it is really hard and it's it's not possible, to be honest with you, right? But is there ways that you can put something into your business to make that happen when an inquiry comes in? Have you got days, have you got times blocked out to make sure that, you know, if you're a standalone agent that you are checking your inquiries and getting back to people every hour, you know? Have you got that 15-minute time spot between appointments to make sure you get back to people? Because, I know how hard it is myself and, and, you know, I sometimes get, you know, I'll be on this podcast, Thomas, I can't tell you how many people have already messaged me while I've been sitting here, right? I use a tool called WhatsApp in my business. So I know once I've got off the phone now, I have 16 WhatsApp messages. They're going to be my clients because that's how I communicate with my clients. Get Get your vendors on WhatsApp because that will help you, you know, move inquiries. Clean up your email boxes. So, have one email that's only your work email, right? So, WhatsApp is where your vendors inquire with you. One email is where your buyers inquire with you. And when you see that little flag go up, reply to it. Get templates on your inquiries. Make sure you use auto responses. Like, you can use things like Reader, Or there's a thing called quick parts for those who use Outlook. You can set them up so that you can instantly reply. Be careful with the copy and paste because, you know, you can put in other people's names. Um, And just remember that getting back to people in this environment is about customer service. And just a kind reminder, um, sometimes we can have the world's worst days and... You know, that can happen. As an as an agent, you don't have that capacity when you're communicating with clients. Tonality in your voice is so important. And, you know, you can get off a really bad call and then got to jump onto your next call and act like you missed a positive. One of the biggest things that I learned as a radio journalist is it's if you smile when you talk, it's Absolutely. really hard to sound negative.
1: Absolutely. Now you're doing sales. That's good.
0: <laughs> so... If you if you want to master that art, like if I'm reading a bad news story, I'll be sad about it and, you know, five people remain in a serious condition, you know, and that's how you read the story. But if I smile, five people remain in a serious condition. That doesn't work. So just make sure when you're responding to people too, take a breath, pick up the phone, make the call and smile because that first engagement and that first reaction, a lot of my clients always say to me, you know what, I love working with you and me and I say, Why? And I, they say you're always so happy, and I'm kind of like, no. Some days I'm really having a shit day, but I'm just really happy when I'm on the phone to you, you That's know. Amazing. And you have, yeah. To, yeah. you have to be that person because you have to carry that energy and you have to show that you love. That is yourself. your brand. <laughs> That's it. That is your brand that consistency,
1: is, right? So, so, which is
0: probably.
1: I'm sorry, you were saying. Sorry.
0: Which is probably one of the things I'll, I'll you know, wrap on Thomas is that. People ask me all the time, what is your personal brand? And it it is exactly what you want people to say when you're not in the living room, when you are not present with them. That is your personal brand. For me, I want it to be she's sassy, she's passionate, she's really funny, but she really knows what she's talking about. Like she's really like she'll tell you crazy stories, but she really knows what she's talking about. And that's my brand and that's what i want to produce through the media coach so i ask you as an agent what do you want to be known for because everyone says oh i want to be passionate and trustworthy and all these things which i get it but what is it that you want people to say about you when you're not there
1: wow well one thing you've done for sure in the last hour you have changed my ways of uh, looking at uh, social media for sure You know, back in Remember, the Thomas, heard-
0: it could be a $20,000 photo that you upload tomorrow. You could recruit 20,000 agents, 20 agents by one photo. You just never know.
1: Well, Imogen, Callista, thank you so much for your time. Uh, and I hope we'll get to meet after this COVID-19 because I think um, you've got a lot to share and, and, and um, give uh, to this industry. I thank you so much for your time today.
0: Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure joining you and have a wonderful day, everyone. I'll speak to you soon. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Bye, Thomas. Bye-bye. Bye.